0: The man of my heart dwells inside me. Everywhere I behold, it's him. In my every sight, in the sparkle of light, oh, I can never lose him. Here, there, and everywhere, wherever I turn, right in front is he. These are beautiful lines by Rabindranath Tagore. Lines which are greatly influenced and inspired by bowels. I believe that base of every religion and every form of music is a longing for oneness with the divine. In the quest of divinity, the Baal tradition weaves threads from Buddhism, Sufism, and Hinduism. Their religion is based on an expression of the body, Deha sadhana, and an expression of the mind, manasadhana. sadhana. And such a great day here at Stanford University campus, where we are fortunate to have Parvati Baalji herself to talk about this art form and about her journey as a ball singer stay tuned the world turtle
1: trust is dedicated to protecting the world's population of sea turtles they are currently engaged in funding research and conservation projects in hawaii costa rica india and sierra leone you can help support their efforts or find out how you can get involved by visiting world-turtle-trust.org that's world-turtle Trust.org.
0: Friends, this is KZSU Stanford 90.1 FM. I'm Pranjali and you're listening to Chai Time. As I was saying, today is an auspicious day that we are blessed to have the most recognized woman baul performer in the world, Parvati Baulji. Parvati Ji is a practitioner, performer and teacher of the baul tradition from Bengal, India. She is also an instrumentalist, storyteller and painter. In February 2019, she was awarded Sangeet Natak Academy Award, national recognition for her immense contribution to the ancient Baal tradition. Parvati ji, welcome to the show. How are you?
2: I'm very fine. Thank you for having me here with you. Namaskar, Joy Guru.
0: Namaskar, Parvati ji. So, as far as I know, Parvati ji, Baal Sangeet or Baal music is type of folk music and its lyrics are mostly influenced by Hindu Bhakti movement, Sufi songs, and exemplified by the bhajans of Kabir. And when I invite my friends to your concerts, the first thing they ask me is, so what is Baul tradition? Akhir kya hai Such a great occasion that they can hear it from the maestro herself. Please tell us about this tradition, about this form of music.
2: So Baul is a oral tradition. Mm-hmm. And since it is an oral tradition, uh, we do not know exactly when the Baal sta- tradition started. Mm-hmm. So like many other traditions in India, we trace back our origin in Shiva,
0: mm-hmm. that
2: the, all the streams started from the Shiva. And uh, it was said by my guru, Shonatan Baba, that Shiva was the first Baal. Mm-hmm. Then uh, through the time baul had developed a way of meditation worship way of living which is sadhana through the sound mm-hmm. sound that vibrates in our body is vibration of the whole universe itself so if we nurture and nourish that sound in us and make it into a perfected sound, we can find our path uh, as vast as the universe itself. It is like people meditate through mantra, or Mm -hmm. people meditate through breathing or yoga. Similar way sound is also like a matter. It's a vastu. Mm. So through the sound, we can always experience This higher state of being, which is in Baul, we call it as Moner Manush, Mm -hmm. the man of the heart, we can experience him. Yes. So Baul is basically singing and dancing and celebrating this whole creation, the universe itself.
0: And can we get a glimpse of that sound, that music, which we are talking about?
2: Yeah, definitely. (laughs)
1: I get head de Yamada Moon. I get a से हो बिखर पाज टी शाखा दश डालेता टी जला, बिवादी करे छला
0: Parvati ji I'm choked this is this is wonderful and I'm sure if people are listening to this interview they definitely want to come and see you because nothing can be compared to what we are experiencing right now right in front of us you with that instrument with your voice with your eyes closed you are genuinely touching our hearts Thank you so much for coming to KZSU and we are we are really blessed and honored to have you here. Could you explain me more about the piece of song which you sang?
2: This is a uh, Mahajanpad we call the poetry of the Mahatma or the great souls.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: So in this Mahajanpad it's written by Panjusha mm-hmm. who was a great fakir poet from the last century and um, he lived in Bangladesh. He says, "O oh my heart, know first your body. If you don't know the secret of your body, then your birth will go in vain. This body tree has five branches and the more branches spread And they have 10 leaves. The Monar Manush or Mahajan, who is ever joyful, is sitting in that tree. Oh my heart, you are restless with the material and the materialistic world. Your mind is the first obstacle, and it destroys the wealth that you have my heart, become the eternal slave of your Guru. Row your boat of love. Panjusha says, then only the Mahasuk or the blissful state or the Ananda, true joy will come.
0: And that's what we all are longing for. The truth, the joy. So Parvati ji, when we look at the lyrics, we always see the numbers 5, 5, and, and all those words but they mean something else. Would you like to elaborate more on those points?
2: So the Baal poets, they had uh, given this essence of the truth, mm-hmm. the wisdom to the people in a very simple language,
0: mm-hmm.
2: something that people can remember people can relate to. Uh, so when we say "Panch" is five elements, mm-hmm. dosh dal is dashindriya, mm-hmm. which all our senses and our emotions. Yes. And uh, and the body is like the tree because it grows and mm. it grows older.
0: <laughs> yes.
2: And one day it perish. And um, so we say that we have six senses and among that the highest and the most dominating is our mind so the uh, moon or the mind is given a very big uh, space in the bowl as the as something to fix <laughs>
0: <Yes>. <laughs> all the
2: time and i would like to uh, tell a story here mm-hmm. is that why did these songs were written and Written means more composed because mainly it was oral. Mm -hmm. So there are beautiful stories that once I came to know uh, from Shuniti Kumar Pathok, who is a great scholar Mm
0: -hmm.
2: of Buddhist literature. So they said during the time of Nalanda University Mm -hmm. and uh, many other boddha stupa where um, the monks were practicing scriptures, they were practicing in a very high language which was not the language of the villagers who were living in the surrounding areas mm. of the university.
0: Yes.
2: So there was a big distance happening between the people, normal people who mm-hmm. ordinary people living around and the monks. Yes. At the same time these village communities were the one who was supporting the monks and mm-hmm. the practitioners and the scholars. So they took a decision to bring their um Wisdom, into very simple language. Go to the village and sing to them because that's what the villagers responded most to the music. Yes. So that's how these songs were created from that time, which we can find evidence called Charjagiti from eighth century onwards. Wow. So this is the first. Uh, and if you if you look at especially this song, mm-hmm. the Panjusha, the one I sang, it's very similar to one of the Charjagiti where is it kaya tarubara pancha vidal. It means the kaya body is a tree Hmm. and it has five branches. Yes.
0: And as you said, music is the language of everyone, be it common people, be it elite class, right? And music is one who, which can like convey the message and convey the feelings, right? And how did you start this journey? Please tell me about your background and you said it's such an old tradition and now you are bringing it here to this modern era. It has been a long, long journey. Please tell us more about it, about the beginning and how you started this.
2: Music was always with me because you know, the Bengali family household, we always grew up with music. Sure. It's natural. It's like breathing and brushing our teeth. Yes. We need to do that. Yes. and. But only thing, I did not have the bowel connection because I grew up in the northeast part, mostly in Assam Mm -hmm. and not Bengal. Mm -hmm. But when I came to study in Kalabhavan in Tagore University, I saw the bowel for the first time. And this is the first time I knew that the voice or the sound from the body can touch the sky. When I look at them, the way they did that pukar, Mm. Or that calling out for the beloved, yes. there is no uh, no veil in that. There mm. is no ego there. Yes. So I never felt I was listening to a singer. For me, it was it was my song, and he was singing through me. And so this is a place where it does you know it crosses the boundary of performing, mm. and and becomes um, a place of meeting. Of two hearts, where it melts all the all the distance that can be there between the two individual, the listener and the producer of the sound,
0: yes,
2: or the singer. So uh, when I listened to that, I found the completeness, and that we can find um, the completeness through the music and life, because for me. Even though I wanted to be an artist or um, to find my expression through the art, I always wanted to make it continuous through through the life. Like there is, there should not be any difference between my personal life and the philosophy that I practice. Mm -hmm. So it it should become a practice through the life. Yes. When I saw Baal, I could see that that where. Music becomes a tool for transformation. Mm -hmm. And the masters, they really evolve. And sound is truly, you know, a bus to Through where we can realize our highest potential or the truth. Yes.
0: And when you say pukar, and it has no ego attached to it, it's total surrender. Right? So singing is one thing. But singing with that devotion, that bhakti is what transforms one's voice and one's soul to connect to the one we want to connect, right? And here you're connecting to that and you're connecting to your audience. Your eyes are closed. You're singing and somehow even when you sang here in the studio, we were flowing with you. How does that happen? Like there are two connections here. So is it just natural? It has been there since you have been doing that or does it come after Years and years of yearning and practice. How does it work?
2: I think it is a tradition itself. I mean, you are listening to me, but there are hundreds and hundreds of masters who have lived through the time.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And they, that is the practice. That is what they offer to the world. And um, so my, my guruji used to say mm-hmm. that don't sing, listen. Yes. So that is the place you become invisible, you don't have your projection of a person. Mm -hmm. You are just listening to the sound which already exists, and you're just manifesting it. Yes. Then there is no you and there is no me, it's only one.
0: Yes, and you grew up in the east side you said, and then you got your training in south,
2: I traveled to South.
0: You traveled to South, yes. It's
2: because I wanted to know more
0: mm-hmm.
2: about the Indian traditions. Mm-hmm. Because Baul is a confluence of all the Indian traditions. Yes, yes. So I wanted to know more deep about all the schools that exist mm. in our culture, be it in the theater or music or spirituality. Yes. And that's the reason why I went to South because in South India there are still traditions which is absolutely pure. Mm-hmm. So for me it was a great, uh, at that time there were great masters still living. Like I met uh, Ammanur Madhava Chakir, who was a great scholar mm-hmm. and also a theatre performer from the Kudiyattam, which is about 1500 uh, uh, years old theatre form and in Sanskrit. So. I get to meet him. I, I, I came to know so much about the connection between the art and the spirituality, mm-hmm. how they, for them, they perform it in the temple. Even if uh, there is only one person with the same vigor, same energy, same presence. And how does it happen? Because he doesn't see anything except the Lord. Mm-hmm. For Baul, it is only Moner Manush. So there we connect. And, um, then we traveled even more. And I I found the schools of martial art practitioners Mm
0: -hmm.
2: and, um, the yogi, yoga practitioners from South, the Tantric practitioners, the Sufi schools from the South, I met must calendars and fakirs Mm -hmm. and they have enlightened me to, to understand my own tradition, my own culture through them. So. This is the reason why I was traveling in the South. Yes. And I have spent almost 20 years in South.
0: Oh. And when you talk about different traditions, the way you are telling me, it sounds so uh, familiar to what Kabir used to say, bringing it to the Janmanas, to the people, to the commoners, right? And it's about the, panch about the indriyas but not in like a very very uh, cliche or uh, klist we call it very complicated terms but making it very simple and that's how you all are doing it so when this tradition started what is the story behind it like uh, I was talking to Bhaskarji and we were talking about the madhukari and bhiksha so is that all connected the way it all started
2: uh, like the story that we can guess, which I told no? from the university mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. the monks were going. Yeah. And one of the discipline that we have is to live on Bhiksha. Bhiksha, yes. So the even the Buddhist scholars, they mm-hmm. were living on Viksha. So they were going to the villages. Mm-hmm. So that was the place they interacted with the villages. So the whole point is to give the wisdom that we have, and we nurture every day that's that's our krishi that is our harvest hmm. and they give us their harvest what is rice and ah. other things
0: what so a beautiful th- exchange that's,
2: that's exchange of the two worlds two worlds and that's how we can we can become a a, a community a society that that has the enlightened enlightened community or enlightened society mm-hmm. it is like for the farmers or other people they hold the society with their work Mm -hmm. similar way people who practice spirituality and, and they follow the path of wisdom. It is their responsibility to bring it down for people and to to give so that we have a very aware and awake society.
0: Yes. And talking about the community, the society, I think this is the right place to introduce our (laughs) next guest, Bhaskar Ji, Bhaskar Ghosh, because he's the one who connected me to you, who is connecting all of us to you. And we can't thank him enough for what he's doing and the way it's all now developing and going. Bhaskar Ji, welcome to the show. How are you?
3: I'm doing very well. Thank you for having Parvati here. And I'm so happy to be here with all of you and Thank you so much, Panjali.
0: Thank you. And here I would like to tell my listeners that Bhaskar Ghosh is the CTO at 8VC. Since receiving his PhD in computer science from Yale, he had a distinguished career in Silicon Valley, working for 20 plus years in technology leadership in diverse domains. He's a big name in the corporate world. And many words can be said about his education and astonishing career but I would like to introduce him simply by saying the most humble person I have ever met. I had no idea about his degrees, about his accomplishments. I just knew one person who passionately talks about Parvati ji, about art, about music, about spirituality in such an endearing way. He's like a child when he's talking about all of this. Today for the show, I had to do a research on him and now I know that he's all of this, but still, He's going to remain just Da for me. So Bhaskarda, once again, welcome to the show. Please tell us more about the way you look at this art, Baul art and your association and what you want to bring forward.
3: That was a um, very embarrassing introduction, but I have <laughs> much more important things about myself you don't know. I'm a failed IIT Kharagpur dropout.
0: But IIT is there.
3: (laughs) I'm a dropout. Okay. And then I'm a failed cricketer. I was in my university cricket team. So I have tons of failures, which I hold very high in my pedigree. But um, (laughs) now I'm here as, um, uh, you know, we uh, in Silicon Valley, we all lead many lives. Yes. We have family lives. We have... Exercise lives, we have our achievement lives, we mm-hmm. have our competitive corporate lives. Um, we, you know, my, me personally, uh, I also come from a musical family. We are fortunate to have our own little band called Madir Manush, and we do a lot of the songs that Parvati does, so mm-hmm. not half as well. Um, just, I'm happy to be here and just be part of this uh, organic stream, right? And, um, uh, quick anecdote you know in 2013 so I've had the opportunity to meet Parvati for many years. Linda has has told me about it and mm-hmm. Parvati was uh, amused when I said that uh, so Linda has been trying to introducing me, introduce me to Parvati from 2008 I still remember we had a conversation on Stanford campus mm-hmm. uh, I had come here for a Mallika Sarabhai concert and I said no I'm not ready for it. These people are troublemakers I still Oh remember really? <laughs> yeah I mean you know a lot of if you listen to the bowels and fakirs from your childhood they have the call of the wild about them Mm. they're not inside society and it's uh, for young hearts and minds it can be intoxicating Mm. so i felt like that about these about these people and I'm putting it inside a post office for a long time. So anyhow, after my mom passed away and I was and I was going through a very tough time is when I finally, quote unquote, to the, the, you know, what can be a marvelous tool called YouTube, I discovered Parvati. And, you know, I spent many, 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 many nights with a couple of musicians and uh, one of them was Parvati. And uh, then it so happened that, as you know, Pranjali, you, uh, organize, you were part of, figuring out the whole Pralat Singh Dipanya thing in 2017 when Linda Hess, our very dear friend, retired at Stanford and accidentally our dear friend Joshua and I organized the Parvati So, So that's kind of the mechanics of it. But (laughs) I think, you know, I think the one thing is just like the way I see you reacting to when Parvati was singing here and it's almost unbearable her energy is yes. it's very hard to not react to what Parvati does and you know brings she becomes a true conduit she brings mm-hmm. the divine through her so that at times I you and I we forget that it's Parvati here right exactly. It's like something else something. Yes. I would say the good news is I feel in my two and a half years with Parvati is that a lot of us have that going on inside us. A lot of us who, quote unquote, are, you know, competitive corporate people here, mm-hmm. who are also part of the diaspora, who have a call of India in us and a call of the U.S. in us. Yes. So it's really important for us to acknowledge. I feel like Parvati's work, Parvati's presence, makes us happy and brave and relaxed to be acknowledging that there are other things inside us. I think yes. that acknowledgement is the first thing I want to call out. Everything else about organizing these visits, all of that stuff, is just part of stuff we do, right? Yes, yes. But that... Acknowledgement of this presence inside us is very important, I feel. And we have to do it a bit regularly. We don't do it regularly enough. That's all I will say.
0: Bhaskar Ji, when you're talking about your connection with uh, Parvati Ji, it reminds me what I feel about Pralhat Ji, Pralhatipanya Ji. Mm -hmm. The way he sings Kabir Bhajans, the way he awakens us. So we all have it within us. Sometimes we even know that it is inside us. But acknowledging it, accepting it and doing something about it is the important part. And I see that through Parvati ji, you're also trying to do the same, right? And uh, there are so many events you're organizing and you want people to come together, sit with, with her, experience her music, experience her knowledge and gain from it, transform. So would you like to tell us more about events my listeners or people can come and join you
3: indeed indeed so we have a wonderful home event today which is sort of invite only but if people are hearing this today today is friday september 20th we have a very small home gathering in los altos at a friend's house and Mm -hmm. if people are really interested you know figure out a way to reach us and we can get you in there 22nd or 21st tomorrow in the evening Parvati is doing a, a program at the Berkeley Divine Divinity uh, Sacred Music Conference at the Berkeley Divinity School. Okay. So 21st Saturday evening, and tickets are available. You know, go please attend. 22nd is our main Palo Alto event, which will sure. be at Lucy Turn at 2 p.m. And I just want to say a few words about that. Sure. Uh, we did that event first time in April of 2017 accidentally. Is mm. It's a space which is not a performance space. It's a large room. You know, Parvati, as you probably know, is a multifaceted artist, right? She's yes. a wonderful painter hmm. or, uh, she's a she's also a wonderful communicator. Yes. Um, she she uh, and a singer. and you know what we did is we didn't want a traditional performance. We wanted a space where people would be sitting close to her. She would sing and dance, but also communicate and people ask questions. And in fact, I remember in April 2017, she came with a script and she made us learn and sing three songs as part of the program. <laughs> that totally transformed the space. Yes. The energy, you know, it was not like proscenium theater anymore. Mm. It was like old, you know, it was like old school stuff where the people are becoming part of the script, right? Yes. So all of this was organically happening. There's nothing intellectual about it. So I don't know if that's what she will do this Sunday. But it's, uh, she leaves it a secret. I don't even know what she's going to do. It's
0: very spontaneous. So it's very spontaneous. It. Well,
3: yeah. I think there is a structure part to it, but it's a spontaneous part. And then we usually have some home-cooked Bengali food. Mm -hmm. We have all her paintings set up around. We have our CDs. Her friend in Japan is a wonderful film director and has made an amazing documentary about Parvati's Two week visit and many performances in japan in <laughs> june of 2018 we just saw the documentary yesterday so we'll have copies of that dvd also so sunday is a very important thing for all of us you know we have been setting this up then parvati is doing a retreat a yoga retreat in oakland mm-hmm. she's then doing a performance in marin county okay. then she's doing a retreat in our friend's art farm in sebastopol so all of this you can find on parvatibowl.com
0: parvatibowl.com
3: so in the upcoming events section sure so uh, the one other thing i want to say is um i feel like while we enjoy parvati's presence and truly get lost in the divine there is it's important for us to be in the here and now in mm. the, on earth also so one of the parvati is also a karma yogi and mm-hmm. I relate to that part of her very deeply. Sure, sure. Since I'm not half as spiritual as her, I can at least do the kind of the sausage-making grunt work. She's building a wonderful, 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 non-denominational ashram. You know, even the word ashram, I may not. I, I fight with her a lot. She has beautifully named it Sanatana Siddhashrama yes. after Sanatandas Baul, her 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 guru. And this ashram will be uh, five miles from the great. Uh, a city of Shantiniketan, where Tagor's University is and I would say uh, she has architected and designed it herself she's mm-hmm. an artist so it's very unique Indian style architecture but there are at least two or three things that Parvati wants to accomplish there one is spread the the baul music yoga Ayurveda all of our ancient wonderful art to the villagers kids around Hmm. So actually engage with the community, not just with the urban people like us. That's number one. Number two is, as I mentioned to you guys a while back, the bowels are poor people. The old bowels have no recourse to medical support. Yes, They often are living, you know, in less than optimal spaces. (laughs) So there will be rooms and support structures allocated in this ashram to support the elderly bowels. And I am extremely, I mean, I am personally... Very much, you know, uh, my heart and soul is in that kind of work. So, as we do these performances, we uh, ask people to support her. Sure. We support That's her and Very support, important. Yeah. To support her and, you know, get corporate matching. We usually have her paintings for sale. And we have, I personally set up a nonprofit called SAXA. Mm-hmm. And now the same nonprofit will support Prahladji, Prahlad Singh Tipania. So, if people want to donate to Parvati's cause, and, you know, we will have. It will be completely tax-deductible. They can pay to the U.S. entity. So I just want to call that out that one is come and enjoy Parvati and her amazing spirit and art. But also, you know, support the structure and the endeavor and the adventure she's, she's kind of sailing on.
0: Yeah, so on that note, I wanted to ask you, so this Palo Alto one, is it a ticketed event?
3: We have a registration site. Okay. And no, there is no real ticket like we, this is, we don't charge for these events. Okay. We, you know, we find a way to say, you know, please donate as your heart. Yes. Uh, So so it's a, we leave that structure very loose because we feel like the moment we make it a ticketed event, Mm -hmm -hmm. it, it communicates the sense of it being a performance event. Sure. And we want it to be more of a satsang, something organic.
1: Definitely. That no, I understand is very that. Important
3: to us, feeling, but you know, yeah. we we will be able to hold about eighty to hundred people in the room. Okay. So you know, please come if you if you hear about.
0: And where it. can we register for that? Is it Eventbrite?
3: It is. The link is on parvathybauer.com. Okay, okay. If you scroll down, you'll see a link which says <laughs> registration link sure. for the September twenty-second two sure. p.m. event.
0: Definitely. And I'll put everything on my uh, web page, on my blog, on my Facebook page. Plus. Uh, I would like to remind my listeners that they can listen to this interview and all the information again on soundcloud.com slash chai time radio.
3: Thank you so much, Pranjali. I, I really, uh, really appreciate it. I was going and listening to your chai time programs and at such a short notice you have set this up. We are very grateful to you. Thank so you so much. Thank you. Much.
0: It's, it's our pleasure. It's an honor. It's really nice. Thank you so much. Thank you, Bhaskar. And it was wonderful knowing about the uh Siddhashram, Sanatan Siddhashram and Parvati, ji, I would like to know more about uh this uh initiative you're taking about the ashram and about training new people, new generation. Could you tell us more about it?
2: Yeah. The meaning of the ashram mm-hmm. means ashram, which is effortless. Ah. So a space that is spontaneous mm-hmm. in nature. But when we talk about spontaneity, mm-hmm. it does not mean that we do whatever we like. Yes. Because to arrive at the true spontaneity, which is without our projection of mind, it needs a lot of discipline. So, ashram is is a space where you discipline yourself mm-hmm. with certain methods, certain uh, teaching that is that's given by the masters. And it's not something that just built up. It's something that was tested very well through the time. Yes. It has been practiced through the generations. Yes. And it worked very well for them. So they par- passed it on to the next generation. Yes. So Shonatan Shiddha mm-hmm. this name was given by my guru, Shanatan Dash Bawal. Sure. And it was his vision that we need to create a space You know, a space that is, you know, recognized Mm -hmm. as a center for the Baal. Yes. Um, There have been Akharas, like small Baal ashrams Mm. throughout the plains of Bengal and in Bangladesh. Yes. For thousands of years. In the sense, we can still find Akharas, which is 800 years old or even 1000 years old and very unassuming you know it's like in a in a small bush or this little space made of mud uh, you know mud huts mm-hmm. and and you will not even know that this this is a ashram exists you know you don't but these were the seats where uh, the sadhakas they practiced and they held
0: mm-hmm. the
2: knowledge and they passed on also so usually in our tradition of baul yes The master creates an ashram and then he passed on his uh, knowledge passes on his knowledge and his disciples go and create other spaces where they practice what they have learned
0: Mm -hmm. from the
2: teacher and after his uh, samadhi or death uh, some other person comes and takes over the space that's how it continues for 800 years yes so it is not the same Gurukula which is holding the space. So it's a space that is open mm-hmm. and it continues to be used by different streams of, of the uh, spiritual schools. And uh, because of the changing time, economic situations and the change of community in the village life,
0: mm-hmm.
2: these Akharas... Are really facing difficult time to sustain, yes. to to keep its essential value of the Baul Path, mm. because it can it can turn into something else. You know, it's like um, we we can practice, a, we can bring in any other schools, but but as you know, Bhaskar also said, it's very subtle and it's prantik manush. Uh, and yes, this is, yes. a, you know, Folkudhara. Folkudhara is under underground current. I so see. So yes. thi- this uh, wisdom, which is nirgrantic, hmm. means textless. Yes. It's like the like the parampara of Natha Sampradaya. Yeah. You know, it's very prantic. Yes, yes. So uh, to keep that alive, we need to be very attentive and very aware. So if we just mix it up with all other kinds of practice, like we can simply do a Durga Puja there Mm -hmm. or we can do any other worship, but you know, the subtlety of the yogic path, Mm -hmm. to hold that as it is. So that's, uh, that's something that Baba was saying that it's time that we recognize it.
0: To retain it in in its purest form, right? Yes, Yes. Yes.
2: not to mix things. up. Exactly.
0: Yeah.
2: And, so Baba used to say that it's time that we usually in the old time, it was said that Baul is a Gupta Shadhana. Gupta mm-hmm. Shadhana means secret knowledge. Yes, yes. So it is practiced in secret. So people, uh, even the songs that was in the Shandhya Vasa. Hmm. So it has many layers of meaning. So it's like a puzzle. So you have to meditate or contemplate on the songs and get into the real meaning of yes. the song.
0: Yeah.
2: So, uh, and Baul is like Tantra. Baul is a direct method. It's not a philosophy that people sit and talk about. Yes. You know, different, different uh, ways and the contemplation. And it's it's more like method. Because mm. they are talking about Deha Tattva,
0: yes. Which I sang
2: just before. Know Defin- your
0: body. Know your so body. So it's yes.
2: in presence yeah. by knowing. So there is a clear method, clear mm-hmm. uh, teaching. Yes. So Baba said that because... The akharas are diluting and almost disappearing. That now we try to recognize that such practice exists mm-hmm. and give a place Yes. and recognize it as a practice because uh, it has been practiced for many generations yes. and they had wonderful life. So that it does work. You know, yes. we cannot forget about
0: it. Yeah. And when you so, talk about working and the uh, the performances, when you perform, it's like there are. There is music, there is dance, there are gurus. You are all around the stage, Your hair flowing, you're singing. So it's like acknowledging the body, the spirit, the mind, the knowledge, the music, and everything comes up. And as you said, that spontaneity has discipline, right? So that is the whole essence of the bowel performance, right?
2: Yes, and there is a, a very specific way of practicing it. Hmm. Which is guided by the teacher.
0: <laughs> so
2: um, that's why the initiation and learning with the guru in the guru-shishya parampara,
0: exactly,
2: yes. in the method of the no, guru-shishya yeah, lineage, yeah, yes. is important. Yes, we cannot yes. say that okay. I become a student, I do a five years of course, and then I will become Baul.
0: No. It
2: does not function that way. Exactly. So we have to recognize that way of education or that way of educating oneself or transmitting the knowledge to the next generation. It's a different way of transmission. And like we have the established way of, you know, institutionalized way (laughs) of transmitting. Uh, passing on our knowledge. The same way this school, yes. where students live very close to the teacher uh-huh. and there is a unique bond between them yes. till one leaves the body or even after that, uh, it continues.
0: Exactly. So yes. we need to
2: recognize those those as, as a very practical and very living method.
0: Beautiful. On this note, can we have some more music from you, <laughs> if you are not I very share, tired?
2: I will share this song that is um, composed by Lalon
0: Fakir. Okay, yes. So, first
2: let me tell you sure, sure. the meaning of the song. Okay. Do you want to know the meaning?
0: Yes, yes, of okay. course. Please tell us. If
2: you don't know the unknown,
0: mm-hmm.
2: what is the use of Fakiri? What is the use of having the disguise of a Fakir? My Navi is the light of lights and the truth comes, the true, the wisdom comes from him. How can I explain that light, that stream of light? If you wa- if you think that you have touched it, you can't because it's like the thunder. Yes. It comes like the lightning mm-hmm. It comes for a moment and disappears. The essence of Muladhar is that light, the Noor. Where is the source and the depth of Noor? No one knows. One who has. Uh, one, one, um, the heart that has sprouted this love, there, this lightning happens. Shiraj Shai says, Lalun, know your body. Look within. The light meets your light in your body. Keep your eyes fixed. Beautiful.
0: (laughs) Wonderful.
2: I hope I did um, <laughs> you know, it's an in instant uh, translation, so very beautiful. I hope I was very close to the meaning, but
0: okay, thank you. Let's see. Yes, I can feel it.
2: I like especially when you say that if you don't know the unknown, what is the use of fakiri? <laughs>
0: exactly, yes, yes, fakir and fakiri. Ji.
1: I do Nazanile know Kind Shut
0: beautiful. And here I would like to tell my listeners that Parvati ji is singing and tears are flowing. I can see her tears and my tears are melting in her tears. And this is just divine. This is unexplainable. And every second I have to take a pause and I don't know what to ask and what not to ask. It's just that free flow, that connection, that nad. That noor you are talking about. I don't know whether ever I can see and achieve that noor. But just looking at you, hearing you and becoming one with you, I think. This is the essence of my Chai time. And I think that was the purpose of the whole show I have been doing for years. So Parvati ji, I can't. Thank you enough for this experience and I hope and I wish and I pray that all my listeners can experience this joy. They can come and meet you, they can hear you and they can also go with that journey, go to that journey with you. Is there anything you would like to say to the young generation, to the people who are following this tradition or any kind of music? Because when I listen to you, music is not just Samsur tal, sangeet, so much more than that. What would you tell them?
1: Hmm.
2: For the inner connection, hmm. that our inner yoga, if we can really listen to our true sound, then we become a much better human. And we can contribute. We can offer much more to the world. So music is not entertainment. (laughs) Music is not also the skill and the perfection. It's beyond that. We definitely become, we have to be very well aware of what we are practicing. Mm -hmm. And we have to be exact and perfect. But we need to go beyond. And for that, we need to have patience. And to have an attentive mind. And not not have the this restlessness that I have to achieve or I have to go somewhere. Because, you know, when you listen to a good song, it's like you enter, the time stops. You know, time becomes elastic. And it's yes. timelessness. Yes. So then, how can you give that timelessness to the people if you don't have the timelessness within you? Yes. So to to arrive there, we need to create this Heart that is not becoming uh, depressed with failures mm-hmm. or thinking that I must achieve or f- with the force, you know, it's ashram, it's effortlessness. Music is effortlessness. And to have this expanded time, the luxury of time to yes. practice, yes. then only we can give the right music to the world and it's a great contribution it's a great service yes and
0: right music doesn't mean the exact right note of course no. that is there of but course, yes yes but it's
2: much more than that
0: beyond that yeah. yes
2: and also our songs mm-hmm. our history yes and as musicians we must collect more and more songs yes as uh, you know aspiring musician we need to learn as much as poetry created all around the world yes different traditions and keep them together because they tell the stories of people
0: yeah we cannot be limited to yeah. ourselves yeah. right and one last thing i wanted to ask you was about that beautiful instrument you're playing
2: ah this is ektara ektara yes ektara it's a very simple instrument mm-hmm. with one string but it has a very deep uh, meaning and it's a it's a symbol of of generations who practice this oneness within them. So the, the symbol of the ektara is human body. It is mm-hmm. a human body. Where the god is the sun, the bamboo is the moon. Oh. And when you tie the you know sun and moon means ira and pingala, mm-hmm. it becomes anhatnad or the sound of om. With one string, and uh, it is said in the scriptures that when the universe was created, there was this sound and light, and the sound was the sound of Om, Om, oh. Ah U Ma, because all the sound, all the language, the the mother of th- all, at the base of all language is this three sound, Ah U Um, the all the all the. Uh, nature, the sound of the nature is based on this. Even a bird says A-U-A-M. 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 Beautiful.
0: Yes. You know and uh, I must confess that I always... I'm in love with that instrument but I never <laughs> knew this connection you're talking about. So beautifully explained.
2: And you'll see the picture of the saints in India. They're carrying ektara,
0: yeah. Maharashtra in Maharashtra, all the sons they used to s-
2: all in yeah. south, in north, yes, east, yes. west, and it is a symbol of the bhakti tradition. Yes, and
0: as you said, that ektara and anhad nad. Mm.
2: And those yogis who had the ektara in their hand, their worship was through the sound be it mirabai, yes, be it kabir, be it uh, nanak or dadu, anyone. We used ektara. Ektara was the basic instrument even in the dargas. Yes. Once I met uh, a kawal master. Yes. He's no more. Mm-hmm. His name is Bandanwazi from mm-hmm. Hyderabad. Achcha. And he told me that in the old time, uh, even the kawalis were sang with ektara.
0: Oh, really? Wow. I take so many interviews but it never happens to me where I'm speechless and I'm not able to talk.
2: Even I cannot <laughs> talk a lot because <laughs> what should I talk about? Yes. You know. It's all about being there, you know. And um I I give interviews and I talk a lot about things and I feel I have not spoken anything because it's not exactly I reached you know, what I wanted to say because it's so big. It's, it's yes. like we are little bird trying to drink the big ocean. Yes. How much can you hold in our big you know, little bit of
0: water? Yes, and we all are making that effort and you are helping us. And for so many years, this tradition has been there. And what are your thoughts on its future?
2: We have to now really think about the future it's this time. is the time right? it's like uh, you know when you look at everywhere outside today that the how the planet is facing mm-hmm. a difficulty and how the temperature is rising the traditions also disappearing yes yes it is the history of people for generations and we cannot forget them because if we lose our history we lose our confidence yes
0: And this is the time we nurture it and we preserve it. Yes.
2: It's time that we really um, know our stories.
0: Sure. And Parvati ji, I must tell you that uh, you are... uh, uh, You are closely associated with Pralhati ji, right? And he calls me Betty and he calls you Betty. So we are sisters. I
2: call him Baba.
0: (laughs) Yes, yes. And I call him Papa Ji. (laughs) (laughs) So see that bond, that connection is there. And since I met him, I've been meeting so many wonderful people. As they say, Paras, right? When Paras touches uh, loha or iron, it becomes gold. So I could not become gold, but I think my life has become gold. I came in touch with him and since then all these beautiful people with music and art and spiritual background and I'm learning so much and I'm so, so thankful and grateful that you came to our studio, you talked to us and I'm looking forward to coming to your performance and as you said, it's about being there, right? So I hope that all of our listeners, they come and they enjoy, they learn and they understand and they can feel the Thank you very much. Thank you so much for coming today.
2: Thank you for giving this beautiful start because today I sing for the first time. I start yes. my singing from today. Yes. So it was very beautiful satsang.
0: Yes. <laughs> yes. Satsang is what we will call this. And I wish you all the best for today's performance, all the upcoming events uh, for your ashram and all the work you are doing. And I'm, I'm sure you are going to. Create so many great souls like you in that ashram. All the best and thank you again. Thank you very much.
2: Jai Guru. take.